Good morning, everyone. It is the 7th of March, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. As the Russian invasion of Ukraine continued, markets were dominated by the impact on commodity prices. Global commodity prices saw the biggest weekly spike in more than 50 years, and overnight, oil was heading for $140 a barrel, as the US has talked of banning Russian imports. Safe havens have been very much in demand, Alex, and we saw this reflected in the government bond markets. Morning, Lorna. That's right. As you mentioned, the yield on US 10-year, which is a safe haven asset, had topped 2% only a couple of weeks ago, remembering that yields rise as prices falls. But buying interest saw yields fall back towards 1.7% again last week. Similarly, the yield on German 10-year bond had crept into positive territory recently for the first time since 2019, but fell back to negative 0.07 as buyers stepped in. Another safe haven asset, gold, is up 6.4% this year. Investors demanding both the physical metal and exposure through ETFs. And what has been the mood in the equity markets? The market, it would seem, is beginning to move expectations from this being a short conflict to one that is longer and is much more longer term and significant consequences. So the situation continues to develop negatively as Putin moved further down the path of no or limited return. Last week, we had a much more negative market in general, with Europe being the epicenter given its geographic closeness. As well as some of the sanctions, index providers have also begun removing Russian equities and debt from their universes, effectively cutting them off further from equity and debt financing markets. There's also the strange positive dynamic in markets, specifically within growth and tech, driven by expectations of central banks raising rates that have reversed over the last few weeks, staying closer to its current accommodative level. Yes, it's interesting how a silver lining often appears. But in terms of the macroeconomic backdrop, this action in Ukraine casts a shadow over GDP growth as much as it pushes inflation higher. And Jay Powell, the president of the Fed, recognised this in his testimony to Congress last week. Indeed, Lorna. Powell admitted it was too early to say how and if Russian invasion would change the Fed's policy over the medium term. Important, though, there is acknowledgement that policymakers have to move more carefully. Powell also highlighted the lack of evidence currently for anything more than a quarter point increase, dispelling any fear of a half point rise, with futures market pricing in even a small probability of no hike at all. Interesting how quickly things change. Elsewhere on the macro front, we had the US non-farm payroll data. They were strikingly strong. They were. So February number was 678,000 against the much smaller expectations of 450,000. Accelerating sharply, unemployment also fell to 3.8%, despite the fact that unfilled positions are near a record high. Clearly, the labour market in the US is very tight. If nothing else was going on, the case for rate rises you would think should be cemented. Employment is part of the Fed's dual mandate, along with inflation, and this underscores Powell's reserve to press on with interest rate hikes, developing situation in Ukraine, putting the bank in a more difficult position than they were already in. Indeed it does. Now, what's on your radar for the week ahead? On the whole, markets continue to be dominated by events in Ukraine is likely the expectation. Further sanctions begin to bite and it's likely the situation worsens and protects them here. Perhaps sanctions will start to target the oil and gas market, but as yet it's not clear how this can be done at any significant level given European dependence on Russian gas. ECB also have a rate meeting. Similar to the situation with the Fed, Ukraine creates an unwanted situation for the ECB. However, Europe's not in the same place as the US is on inflation. Unemployment is significantly higher in the EU, so we don't have that self-fulfilling cycle with wage inflation just yet, but it may soon be forced closer to there with the potential increases in prices that weaponising oil and gas could have. It's also clear that the ECB will need to maintain an accommodative stance with GDP expected to take a substantial hit. We also have US inflation. It's expected to increase at a headline level again, but slow for non-energy core. But as we know, this could be about a change. Yes, indeed, anything could happen. But in the meantime, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Laura.